Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you doing, Andy? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, doing, doing pretty good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, last week's guest, Jerome, couldn't, couldn't be here tonight because he's on nights, but he did pass his, his humble regards and his slight disappointment at Crystal Palace not getting to the uh, the FA Cup final. Um, so, I mean, it was a weekend for all losers when it comes to going to games. I went to Hibs Hearts, seen us lose. Uh, Jerome went to Crystal Palace, uh, Chelsea, seen them lose. And then... Dundee United did not have a game because we had... the best way not to lose. We had had already lost uh, in that cup and therefore didn't have a Scottish Cup game at the weekend. So Um, There was plenty of football on and as usual, we shall recap the results from last week's show, which... Got off to a very good start with my banker on Friday evening in the Danish Superliga, where I took Norgeland home winner draw against Sonder Jeske at odds of two to seven. Just there was no way Norgeland were, were going to lose that game. Uh, they won it 2-0 and it was really, really comfortable. So, you know, around the even money price for just the straight up win. Probably, you know, I did say at the time I expect I fully expect them to win the game, but for banker purposes. I'd take the safety net of the draw as well because there was just no way they were ever losing. Um, so a nice start to the weekend. Team of two to seven banker winners rolls on. Uh, at Dortmund Wolfsburg over 0.5 first half goals squeaked in. Dortmund were only mm. up five nil at half time. It just, uh, just all the time. There's always a goal in the first half of those games. Every there is. Time. They, I mean, they're playing. They're playing Bayern this weekend, and I'm I'm not taking them. And it's 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 just the only game that they seem to get shelled in. Um, every What's wrong with that? Play. You don't you don't care who scores. Yeah, I don't. But like, did Dortmund change how they play? If they know they consistently get beat like four or five nil when you're playing against Barney, you try and shore up until half time and do that. I just don't think. It, it, I mean, it probably will be fucking three two at half time now. But I, you know, it's just one of those games. where I'd rather Dortmund were on top. That's when I pick them for these when Dortmund are the favourites. So, uh, yeah, but five nil, um, and then that led us on to Jerome's pick. Uh, Man United Norwich Man United really tried to fuck this um, mm-hmm. Norwich Man United went up 2-0 Norwich brought it back to 2 each and then they needed big Ronaldo to to sort them out for a 3-2 win great there. free kick yeah, great free kick he scored uh, to make it 3-2 and it was a hat-trick for him as well so he basically yeah. did everything himself that game do you know he but now has not... just as many hat-tricks before 30 that he's, he does after no, fun I Ronaldo fact right there there we go um, but Man United doing their best to uh, really merit Bet365's early <laughs> payout, payout offer. Yeah. Jesus, that is not a game I thought you would need to use that on. Um, but it did come in very handy. Took the sweat away when Norwich pulled it back to two all. But the banker treble came in across the board. 
three out of three again. Um, at odds of zero point nine nine to one, so it was pretty much even money. Um, and money. we have just been consistently hitting bagger trebles, which is very very good. On to the value picks. Um, my value pick lost it was Kashima versus Nagoya, and I was surprised we're getting pretty much even money on Kashima home here. Um, very tight game. They lost the bet lost, but it was a nil-nil draw. So not much in it. I, backing Kashima at home this season will be very profitable in the long run. So I'm not too devastated with that. Uh, if you get them at even money, pretty much against anyone that's not the Yokohama F Marinos or Kawasaki Frontale. Um, if you can get any of the other teams like even money, Kashima win, I'd, I'd be taking it. Uh, so it didn't come in this time, but it was close. Uh, I had Sporting versus Benfica uh, in here. Uh, this was the last game of the weekend and actually the only blot in this week's copybook for me. Um, Benfica won this game 2-0. Darwin Nunez was... I've seen him now play, I think, four or five times this season. Fucking hell, he's good. Now, he mm. seems to... He's got a proper kind of like mid two thousand striker about him, um, which I kind of... like. He, he just... It's, it's maze runs into the box and goals rather than like poaching or anything. Um, yeah, yeah sen- so, sensible soccer goals back yeah, on the Atari. Exa- exactly. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Benfica won it 2-0. They actually scored late to make it 2-0. So it was 1-0 until 90 plus 2 or something. Uh, so Sporting did go at it. But yeah, not a, not a value winner for me this week. And that continued the story into Mansfield versus Sutton uh, for Jerome Ells. The J-Man... Couldn't quite get a value in this week um, with Sutton beating Mansfield 3-2. Uh, Mansfield were never really in this game. They were 2-0 down, brought it back to 2-1 with their own goal. They then went to 3-1 down a minute later and they clawed a goal back um, 90 plus 7. So, I, I, you know, not a great set of values uh, for all of us, no, but it does improve, was- does improve later on. There is no value in any of the value picks no. this week with, uh, with three losers. However, once again, another good week for the outsiders. And my outsider was in Japan, Avispa Fukuoka versus Sarezo Osaka. Um, I was <laughs> I was sure there was not going to be much in this game. And as predicted, it finished a draw at the beautiful odds of 12 to 5. And there was no surprise that it finished a nil-nil draw either. Um, just one of those games with absolutely no notifications. That's Fukuoka drawn three three of their last five home games nil nil. That's just it's just what they do. They just make it difficult to score, um, and in doing so, they don't create much themselves. Um, and Osaka weren't able weren't able to break them down. So twelve to five for the draw was a great price. Um, I look forward to it, them finishing it. with thirty two points exactly. At the end of the <laughs> it just sailed in. Um, um, yeah, they're good at. Yeah, they're they're going to keep every game tight, and it doesn't matter who they're playing. Bizarrely, they play the same way. You know, it's, they'll play the same way against someone mid table as as in the well top of the table. They'll just try and limit opportunities and chances. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they do end up with how many po- thirty two points. Yeah, you figure 30. a few losses in there. Um, so that's, it'll be a 34, 34 game season in the eighteen team league. Um, yeah. So for my outsider, I was. I got mine in as well. This is uh, Antalya Spore away at Alanya Spore. Again, a very confusing game to try and uh, describe to people uh, who are not quite as familiar with Turkey. 94. Um, Agma away team won. They, they won this 3-1. Um, they yeah. were 2-0 up 
Turkey's not one of those leagues you get an early payout in, which I, I, I didn't really have much fear in because they were two 0 up in, in before half time. Uh, they then made it three 0 which you know, and even when I got a notification to say they pulled one back with ten minutes to go, eh, you know, conceding that unlikely to to be conceding in there. So a ninety four outsider for me, and a twelve to five outsider for you, which means that the Trixie was running well until Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. So Chelsea Palace was Jerome's pick. Uh, Chelsea won this game 2-0 Palace kept it tight and they did have their chances um, I watched most of this game it was about mm-hmm. 70 minutes until the, the first goal went in um, when it did though they, they kind of fell out of the game a bit um, but yeah I, I, you know a 5-1 to one outsider losing 2-0 not, not terrible in there um, admittedly it was a pick that came from the, the heart and not so much the head so that was that in there yeah. um, and that led us on to the charity yeah, good for the outsider Trixie, though I always back it as a Trixie, so getting two out of the three returned profit off of every Trixie, it returned £52.50 or something like that, £52.25, something, mm-hmm. something around that. And we've been hitting two out of three on our on, with um, regularity, so let's keep the outsiders rolling. On to the charity bets. Um, I let I was one of the people that let the charity pick down this week. Uh, Halisher versus Havelsa, the home win for, for Halisher uh, was 7-10. to 10. It ended a wild draw. Hallisher did take the leads. They just couldn't push on and get that second goal. Um, and they got pegged back. And the game sort of petered out. Both goals were in the first half. Nothing happened in the second half. Uh, so a charity loss for me. In fucking drawing against Havelsa. That's I know. Not good. Bad. Um, not so for me. Uh, this was Arbroath versus Queen of the South. Didn't start particularly well when Queen of the South went up 1-0. Uh, Arbroath clawed their way back to a a 5-1 win. <laughs> um, I actually got our both at 11-5 uh, at one point in here because of uh, I backed them and Mick Bookie were given something who've previously uh, been on the, they, they, they were on our World Cup podcast prior to that or the Euros podcast and we're talking about who's going to get selected. So I, I've got an account with them and uh, yeah, Mick Bookie gave us a free bet. I tried to turn it into something fun. Uh, I was let down by a Liverpool not getting four corners. <laughs> <laughs> killed that bet um, but yeah so I mean good result in there are both beating Queen of the South 5-1 and then last leg of the charity uh, was Jerome's Huddersfield versus QPR uh, 2-2 QPR are shite mm. as well we, we talked about how bad they were and I mean Huddersfield rather frustratingly yeah rather frustratingly took the lead twice but they also there was another game they played was it because of it was Easter weekend? You play a game on the, the um, Friday and Monday. Friday Monday. Middlesbrough two 0 yeah. away. It's just like yeah. they clearly play a bad a type of football that you know if you're willing to attack them they'll get you on the counter. But QPR would just have sat in and you know couldn't be arsed with it. But that's fine. Um, charity didn't come in this week. I believe it goes to the Garson to my either left or right, depending on how you're looking at this recording. Um, so Andy. I look forward to you putting on the charity bet this week and I once again hope that it comes in. So do I. I uh, I look forward to placing the charity bet this week um, and giving some sweet money to charity at the end of the day. Good. We're about to head to an ad break after which we will go on to the picks for this week and welcome our guest for this week. Um, but before that, just a reminder, we do have a Patreon channel, www.patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet, or download the Patreon app and search for Trampled Bet Podcast. 
you can sign up to join the Trample Bet Club. It's um, £6 a month. It really helps us out, guys, uh, with the running costs of this podcast, hosting costs, etc. Um, and you get a whole load of stuff in return. You get the cheat sheet of all the picks written down, so you don't have to take notes or try and remember the picks. You can uh, glance at that and see which ones you agree with for your weekend coupons. You get this podcast as an early release, so we're recording on Tuesday evening, and you will get that as a video podcast on Tuesday evening through the Patreon app. Um, That will also include the middle section, so while everyone else sees a break, you will see us shooting the breeze about uh, last week's middle section picks, things that we like for the weekend ahead that didn't make the main show, and just general gambling chat in in the middle of the podcast. You also get extra content as well when there's big sporting events coming up. We've had the Masters in there. Uh, Grand National um, and a few other things recently. We had the Chilton Festival as well. So we've got to plug your middle, middle section though, like for last week, because I mean the middle section was that not what you talked about? Superstar Irish golfer um, Shane Lowry. It was. I really fancied him to win the RC Heritage, and with five holes to go, he had a two-shot lead. Um, he made double bogey on a par three by chipping the ball after his tee shot. He chipped it into a lake. It's one of the most ridiculous shots you'll see from a pro golfer, especially when uh, they're coasting to victory. Um, he then made an arse of the next hole, four right off the tee, four right with his second shot, couldn't get up and down, another five, so he went 5-5. Five, five. Uh, birdie putt missed on 16, birdie putt missed on 17, dropped his ball in a bunker on the, on the 18th and came tied third again. So a good each-way payout at 25-1. to one. But watching the final round, he really should have won it at twenty-five to one. So, but I'm happy with the pick. Obviously, you know it's yeah, a pick and it, it made it profit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and it made profit, and he should have won. But it was a uh, oh man, it was disappointing. So. Yeah, especially at twenty-five. But yeah, it's it, you know a good pick in there, and another reason to be part of the the Patreon in there and and get to hear this next middle section that I believe we will be heading into after this message. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. But before we dive into that, let's welcome this week's guest, all the way from the United States of America, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How are you, Joey? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. Um, Good to see you again. Birthday boy this week as well. Absolutely. I mean... I did mention that in the midsection. That's that's not privileged information, but you know that's that's a four out of four coming. I can feel it in my bones. I, I oh. feel like if there is a week for me to do it, this would probably be this it. it. Or at least this I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Um, we'll be diving into these picks and the reasoning behind them, and we'll see if our listenership agrees um, with what we've got for the week coming up. And that starts 
as usual with the banker bets, so something we think is pretty much nailed on to happen. We have been very good at getting a clean sweep of bankers throughout the podcast this season. Um, we've returned the banker treble way more often than not. Uh, so let's do it again this week. My banker is Saturday at 2.30pm in the German top flight, the Bundesliga, and uh, visiting an old friend, Reuter Firth versus Leverkusen, uh, and taking the away win for Leverkusen at pretty big banker odds of 2-5. to five. So there are six games left in the Bundesliga, and Leverkusen currently occupy fourth spot in the league. That is the final Champions League spot, so they will be desperate to finish in that top four. And they only have a one-point advantage over Freiburg in fifth. So they need as many points as they can get in the six-game run-in. Um, and this is a great spot to ensure you get three points away at a bad Kreuter Firth team. Um, Firth are dead last in the table. They've only managed 17 points from 30 games all season. Form-wise, Leverkusen, mediocre, seven points from the last five matches, but Firth have only managed three. Um, and what's more concerning is they've only scored one goal in their last five games, yet conceded eight. So this is just a great chance for Leverkusen to get three very valuable points, and I'm pretty certain they're going to take it. Um, also adding into this is the fact that uh, Leverkusen beat Firth 7-1 the last time the sides met. So that bodes well for an away win here. That's good. And if you like Andy's pick, you'll like mine more because it's everything Andy's pick, but slightly better. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'll start you off with 6 to 11 as the price, right? Uh, it's also at uh, 2.30 uh, in um, Germany. This is Cologne versus Bielefeld. So Cologne are doing pretty damn good. They're in seventh place, one point behind the, the Europa Conference League slot and four uh, five points behind the automatic European slot in 51 position, which means they're six points behind Leverkusen in there. Uh, so there's four games to go for Cologne uh, in here and, you know, they're still in a chance here of, of getting any of them. You know, there, there, there's a chance in there. You know, you expect Leverkusen to, to be a sorry Firth side this weekend. But Bielefeld are worse than Firth at the moment. They've taken one point from their last five games, scored one, conceded 13 uh, Cologne have been very good, uh, taking 10 points from the last five games. Beating Borussia Mönchengladbach away 3-1, beating Mainz 3-2, uh, and getting a one-each draw uh, with Dortmund and beating Leverkusen away from home as well. So they're in good shape at the moment. Uh, they are fifth in the form table. I just think they're going to have far too much for a rather sorry Bielefeld team. 6-11 or 1-2. So, you know, shop around. I like it. I do like I do like it. I would I would argue. Um I don't know if it is all the things of mine but better, considering Leverkusen are higher in the table and further lower. Than, well Biel than, Bielefeld than are your, than your two sides, but okay, Biel they're much of a muchness. They are much of a muchness, but yeah, Biel Bielefeld have been worse form wise of recent they and they should and both Cologne, come in. And Cologne beat Leverkusen. That's <laughs> going on. Um but yeah, I think both, you know. If Cologne were playing Firth and Leverkusen were playing Bielefeld, I'd just as be happy with this. You yeah, know it's, absolutely. Um, so there was a, it was an it, interesting sorry? thing earlier in the season, though. I definitely remember having a good argument with you about don't back Cologne. Cologne are not as good as you think they are. Mm. Maybe now yeah, yeah. they have. Maybe now they have got as good as you think they are, or you yeah. thought they were at the beginning. Maybe you saw the untapped potential at the beginning of the season. 
and it's coming def- to fruition. I def- I def- when you were def- back in America, they were not good. I mean, the one the one thing I will say about Bielefeld, which is which it goes goes for me on this, is that they haven't scored a goal in the last five away games. Oh no, I love the pick. I love that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I think the Cologne that you saw at the beginning of the season, we might all finally be seeing now. Finally, I have reached peak <laughs> yeah. Cologne. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, we've Good. got we've we've got there. Yeah, you saw it when when everyone else doubted them. You saw it. That's good. Much like the Marlins. Um, yeah. So, Joey, what have you got to take into the, the banker area for us? Yeah. So for my banker, I'm going to follow Gordon in the markets, and I'm looking at Mechelen versus Charleroi in Belgium, and I like 0.5 over 0.5 first half goals. Any first half goal, um, you can get that at one to three. Uh, so Mechelen finished the regular season in seventh place, scoring 57 goals and conceding 61, while Charleroi finished two points ahead of Mechelen in sixth place, scoring 55, conceding 46. The five-game form table before the season ended, um, because this is the first game of the, once the league kind of split, um, but I'll touch on that a little bit later. Five-game form table at the end of the season saw Mecklen scoring seven goals, conceding eight for six points, and Charleroi scoring 10, conceding six for eight points. Um, so why I like first-half goals here is because Mecklen have seen a first-half goal in 12 straight league matches and 10 of their last 11 at home in all competitions. And Charleroi have also seen a first-half goal in 10 of their last 11 matches overall and 16 of 17 away matches. Um, there was technically a 0-3 win awarded on flash score. It says it was awarded against uh, Standard Liège. So I'm not sure how you technically count that, but there was a first half goal in there. So yeah, you saying that, that by average, there should be there should yeah. be a first half goal in that three. So between these two sides, and so to start this conference loot uh, conference group sort of break split, uh, Charleroi sit four points behind Genk and or Ghent. And Mechelen are five points behind Ghent. So I'd imagine both sides are going to come out hot, trying to get off to a good start to uh, kind of make up some ground to get into that one promotion spot to the Conference League. Yeah, I mean, I have I have one question for you in here. And it's there's no, you know, there's there's no, it doesn't affect your pick, but Nico Storm, fancy, fancy the big man that got a goal in this game? Cause, uh, I'll see why not. Because oh, yeah. he's he's a recent has been has been pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I looked at him or I had, uh, 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 Kuipers, oh, one of the, guys the other that, guy, Kuipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kuipers. That was the guy. Yeah. I, was I looked at this pick and I was like, how the fuck is he going to want to see for this? It's like I was getting worse odds for Dortmund, exactly. but like this is has yeah. more history to it. So a super yeah. pick in there, Joey. Good odds, and it boosts it slightly. We've all gone um, pretty adventurous on the on the banker picks and the banker treble. Rounds out at one point eight two to one. So you're you're point closer eight three on last you're, on last you're, you're closer to two to one than you are uh, to six to four. So that's 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 totally pretty like. good. Pretty good, pretty adventurous. And um with the way we've been hitting banker trebles, this would be a, a, a nice payout should it come in. On to the value picks. Um never take the early kickoff, so I'm uh Wow, it's not you know. Joey's been learning that from Dave Greenfield. He, t- he tells him every. I learned that one the hard way. way. Yeah, never take the early. <laughs> We've all been there, but it doesn't count when you're in you know leagues around the world. So this is Friday afternoon, um, early evening in the German Bundesliga zwei, so the the second tier of German football for Karlsruhe versus Ingolstadt. 
And the home win for Carl Sur here is six to seven just now at Bet365. So just under even money. Uh, again, as I said, um, for the banker, there are six games left in the season um, in, in Germany, and that applies also to the Bundesliga Zwei. Uh, Paderborn, uh, sorry, <laughs> Ingolstadt are dead last in their 16 points by safety. I'm prepared to say that they are definitely down, and this a bad result here for them would seal it mathematically. Uh, Karlsruhe are 10th. They're on 39 points. That's 10 ahead of the relegation playoff place and 14 behind the promotion playoff place. So they are mid-table. They have nothing to worry about. They have, um, But they're not going to do anything exciting either. Um, Ingolstadt, unsurprisingly, the worst away from home performers in the league. They've only got nine points away from home from 15 away games this season. And when the teams last played this fixture at Karlsruher's ground last season, Karlsruher ran out comfortable 4 nothing winners. So I expect it to be a reasonably comfortable afternoon for Karlsruhe, um, who can just make make certain of a, a mid-table finish and not get involved in anything nasty with the five games left to go. So home win for Karlsruhe against Engelstadt at odds of 6-7. Nice. Uh, I'm in Turkey for my game. Uh, and this is on Sunday, only game that's on Sunday for me. Um, this is Antalya Spore, last week's Outsider Sweethearts take on Kaysira Spore. Uh, Antalya Spore are on some tear. They won their last six on the spin, um, beating some pretty good opposition in here. Kaysira Spore, they've, out of their last five games, they've won two, lost three. But they're at that point in the, the season where they're on 42 points and the first relegation place is on 30. There is four or five games to go in this league. They're pretty, you know, this might not be the game where they pick it up, but they're they're close to being mathematically out of that game. Um, Alte, Rizaspor and Gestepi are all fighting for getting out of there. Um, but, you know, it, it's Gersunyaspor on 40 points. They're 10 behind rather than 12 with the rest. Uh, and Taliaspor can still do some damage in this league. The last Europa League slot in here is only four points out of their grasp. But there's four teams in their way there. Uh, Bishak Shahir are on 54. Uh, Adana Demiraspor, which is Balotelli's team, are on 52. Alanya Spor, 52. Besiktas on 51 and them on 50. Um, really tight in that spot there. And they'll be fancying themselves against uh, uh, Kaysiraspor in this slot. You know, Antalya Spor have been fantastic at home. They haven't lost at home until uh, since the 24th of October last year. Uh, you know, and that was a 2-1 loss to Bissaxa here. There's been wins and draws in there, but they've won the last four at home on the spin. I think they'll have enough to get past them, Casita Sport, and you'll get them at four to five uh, at, at three six five in Hills, which I think is a, a pretty good price for that value pick in there. So I know Joey likes it because he messaged me that earlier on. I this love week. it. Oh, um, I absolutely so, love that one. So what are you taking us for value time? Yeah, so for my value pick, I'm kind of in uh, uncharted territory. So I'm going to kind of bring it back to something a little more familiar. And we'll bring back Zoom call karaoke just for one pick. <laughs> um, but I think the best way to describe this one would be, um, I talked about it with that Firth Hoffenheim, or not Firth Hoffenheim, Firth uh, Freiburg pick. Uh, it's Gimme, 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 a goal after halftime by Aka. And those who don't know it, it goes a little something like, Gimme, gimme, gimme a goal after halftime. Won't somebody help me win some money today? Um, and so my pick is 
Werder Bremen versus Schalke in the Dritte Liga. I think it was two, two Dritte. Yeah. Of, yeah uh, Dritte, Dritte's three. Yeah. Oh, the Zwei. Bundesliga Zwei. Bundesliga yeah, Zwei, yeah. And I like over one and a half second half goals. Uh, oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Two goals after so, halftime. Uh, Preferably goals more after than two, half time. but yeah. It's not goal, a, it's goals know. after halftime. So that's fine. Plural. It was implied, Andy, but yes, for, <laughs> for to clarify, yes. Um, we've got first place Schalke hosting second place Werder Bremen. And these sides are only separated by two points, with Schalke scoring 64, conceding 36, and Bremen scoring 52 or 54, conceding 39. Five game form table seems a massive push for Schalke, picking up five straight wins scoring 15 goals, conceding four, while Bremen have only managed six points, scoring and conceding five goals. Uh, these sides, interestingly, used to only be three points separated in the 10-game form table, but Bremen have kind of been slipping up a little bit lately, only picking up six of those 19 points in their last five games. Uh, but what really caught my attention for this game was just the sheer amount of goals these sides score, specifically in the second half. Uh, Bremen have scored 41 of their 54 goals in the second half, and Schalke have scored 40 of their 64 goals in the second half. And to strengthen this, Schalke have scored 23 of 40 second half goals at home, and Bremen have scored 21 of 41 second half goals away from home. So they're already picking up most of their goals in this permutation. But Schalke have actually scored in the second half of 11 straight matches at home with over 1.5 second-half goals hitting in 12 of 15 home matches and 10 of their last 11 at home, which is what I already said. Um, <laughs> Bremen, have already, Bremen have also scored in the second half in 10 straight and 12 of their last 15 away matches with over 1.5 in 9 of their last 10 away. Um, where this gets interesting is that both of these sides are averaging over 1.4 goals scored in these permutations. So Schalke at home and Bremen away from home in the second half, but they're also averaging 0.9 goals conceded during that stretch in those permutations. So if you want to get a little spicy, you can get over 1.5 second half goals at 1.8. And I think that's phenomenal value. Um, given that it's happened so frequently for both of these sides, especially Bremen away from home. But Bremen have also seen both teams to score in 15, in the second half of 15 of 30 matches this season and eight of their 15 away matches, four of their last five away. So I, I have a hard time not seeing Schalke getting on the board. And so if... You kind of want to get a little spicy. I, I don't hate both teams to score second half. That's hanging around 2.75. So just shy of two to one. Um, Schalke have only seen it in nine of their 30 matches this season. But in six of those nine occurrences, we're at home versus away. Um, so obviously, it's a little bit more of a punt. But I think both sides are more than capable of finding the back of the net in the second half. And I wouldn't be surprised if both end up doing that. Schalke themselves have scored multiple goals in the second half recently as well. So I can see this coming in in multiple ways. I think that over over 1.5 is the is the the cherry I like in there. I think yeah. I, close to even I, money. I, yeah. As, as Andy says, oh, yeah. they, don't need, they don't need to do uh, you know, they, they, they don't need to go uh, for both teams to score in the second half. But 
I can definitely see one team getting two. <laughs> like that's, absolutely, yeah. So like it, Joy. Like it. What does it come out at then, Andy? Five point one to one. If you fancied that as a treble, so just over five to one. It's pretty, pretty good. On to the outsider picks, where we have been doing very well recently. Um, I am staying in Germany. I'm staying in the Bundesliga Zwei for Saturday at 12.30 for Paderborn versus Hanover. Um, so, as with my previous two picks, we know there's six games left in the German seasons. Paderborn are eighth in the table. Uh, it's an 18-team 18, 18 league. Nine points behind the promotion places. So, the race is pretty much done. Hanover are 14th and seven points ahead of the relegation playoff spot. So it looks like they're going to be fine. Um, but picking up any points they can in the run-in is going to be important. Now, despite the, <laughs> despite the gap uh, between the two teams here in terms of league position, bizarrely, Paderborn are really, really bad at home. They've taken 13 points at home this season from 15 home games. Week's nearly done. That's incredibly bad. They've gained 31 points away from home. Are they playing at a a thingy stadium or something? Isn't that absolutely mental? 31 points away from home and 13 at home. So they've gained over over twice as many points in the road. Um, Hanover have a respectable 18 points from 15 away matches, which is is all right for a team that's just above the, the relegation playoffs. Um, the last three matches between the sides have all ended in draws. 0-0, 1-1 and 0-0. And the two games before were both 1-0 victories for Paderborn. So following that, this is going to be, this is going to be tight. Um, and I like the big price of 12-5 on another draw between these teams with Paderborn being bad at home and Hanover needing, you know, a point will be good for them. Um, they don't need to go all out for a win. Um, so 12-5. For a draw between Paderborn and Hanover. I mean, look at you in the draws these days. The man who I'm hitting the them though. I know. I know. I'm hitting them. I'd like maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, I'm only going to back and draw if I if I really like it. And I really like it in this game. It, it, it 12 to 5, it doesn't need to come in very often um, for you to turn a decent profit. So and I think that's the most likely outcome of the three scenarios in this game. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of draws, so that, that's good. And I'll bring you one for, for my outsider. Um, this is Montrose versus Queen's Park, and it's a game that, that comes with a wee bit of interest in that it's going to be the first game of the playoffs. Um, but both teams have secured their position. So uh, yeah. it is um, Montrose versus Queen's Park. It's third versus fourth, 56 points versus 50. Um a, a draw here just looks likely. I don't think either team wants to have any cards away from their chest um, for what, what they're going to play in the playoffs. Neither team, like, you know, Queen's Park could catch Montrose on 56 points if Montrose lost their last two games, but they'd still be playing Montrose first because that's how it works. Um, you know, Different home advantage, though. Different home advantage, yeah, but, you know, Montrose have drawn four of the last five home games with Airdrie, East Fife, Clyde and Dumbarton in there. Uh, Queen's Park have drawn two of their last five away games, losing to Peterhead, losing to Airdrie, beating Dumbarton, drawing with East Fife, drawing with Cove. The last two meetings of these teams have been one each draws. I just think this game shades a draw. Uh, you know, um, I think it's a, it's a nice draw in here for me. And you get that at 9-4 or 11-5, depending, depending on what bookie you're going with. Um, 
not really much more explaining in there to, to be given. I just think the game looks like a draw. Both teams are winding down. They know where they are in the league. You know, Falkirk can't catch Queen's Park. So, comfortable. Joey. Outsider. Yeah. So, for my outsider, I'm taking it back to what you might call home for me um, in Turkey. And I'm, uh, I'm, I like Fenerbahce. Pick up a win against uh, the lowly Rizespor, but I, I don't think they'll do it without conceding. So I like the win plus both to score, and you can get that around 3.3-ish, uh, just over 2-1. to one. So Fenerbahce sit in second place, just one point ahead of Konyaspor for the final Champions League spot. And Rizespor sit firmly in the relegation spots in 18th, um, but 10 points away from safety. Five-game form table shows Fenerbahce picking up five wins in five, scoring 15, conceding three. While Rizespor have picked up seven points, scoring eight goals and conceding nine. So Fenerbahce are obviously the better side here, and they should win comfortably um, to keep this pace, kind of try to keep Konyaspor off their heels, try and keep that Champions League spot locked up. But in this permutation, I actually have a hard time seeing a low-scoring affair. And I say this because while Fenerbahce may have kept three clean sheets and three straight clean, three straight clean sheets in their last five, and they've only conceded three goals in their last five, two of those matches were both at home. On the other hand, they've conceded five more goals away from home than they have at home, and that's in one less game. So they're already averaging more goals away from home conceded than they are at home. Obviously, you want to have that home field advantage. So I definitely was not surprised that they were getting clean sheets at home. But Rizespor, on the other hand, have kind of like playing at home. They really hate playing away from home. Andy, I know you were talking about that ridiculous split uh, points yeah. picked up home and away. I think I'll do you one better. Rizespor, while they've scored 23 of their 33 goals at home, they have picked up 26 of 30 points at home. So they've only managed four points in 15 away matches, uh, which is really, 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 really not good. And But what they're doing lately is scoring. And Rizespor have seen both to score in seven straight matches overall and four of their last five home matches, three of those also being losses. Uh, Fenerbahce have seen both to score in nine of their last 10 away from home. And historically, Fenerbahce have won six straight. But when playing at Rizespor, They've seen both teams to score in seven of the last eight meetings, but they're also winning a lot of those games. So they've still seen three wins in their last five matches at Rizespor, all with wins plus both to score. So while I firmly believe that Fenerbahce should win this and they should kind of keep pace with Trebzonspor up at the top and kind of keep Konyaspor off their heels, I think Rizespor have a decent shot here to kind of make it difficult for them. And I like the win plus both the score, especially at that price. Yeah. Old so, Boyan Paolo fucks me over again here, Joey. Uh, oh. we, <laughs> he scored three penalties against us. For the, it was uh, the 3-2 yeah. game. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I was a bit apprehensive about this pick when I looked at it and I was like, they're not conceding, but they are conceding away from home and historically they, they do. And yeah, Rizespor are scoring. So fine in there. Andy, do we have a price for that? Well, the, well, I take it as a Trixie. So a fiver Trixie would return you £338.45 off your £20 stake. Should you get um, all three in? Obviously, if only two come in, 
um, you're looking at something slightly smaller than that, probably around the 50 quid mark for, for two out of three, which isn't bad. All right, meatloaf. Hey, there it is. <laughs> On to the charity picks for this week, which I will be backing after um, Gordon got his correct last week and I let the charity down. Uh, <laughs> a wee round of applause there from Gordon. Um, so really, really keen to be um, getting back to winning ways in the charity treble, which is £10 of our own money, a selection, one selection from each of us, and we back the treble in all the returns. So stake and any profit go to a charity uh, which we will announce on next week's show should we get a winner I am in the Danish Superliga which is almost at an end um, Saturday at 3pm for FC Copenhagen versus Randers um, we're in game week 28 now of a 32 game season it's a 12 it's a 12 team league where you play each other home and away so that takes you to 22 games the league then splits like the Scottish Premier League into two um, groups of six so this is the championship group and then you play each other home and away again and that takes your total up to 32 games so we're in, we're in game week 28 and FC Copenhagen currently have a six point lead at the top of the table over nearest rivals Micheland Randers are the bottom placed club in the championship group so they're bottom of the top split um, basically form wise FC Copenhagen taking 12 points from the last three matches scoring six conceding three uh, Randers not too bad taking seven points scoring five times but they've conceded eight um, unsurprisingly FC Copenhagen best home team in the league so far this season with 28 points gained from their 13 home games Randers have managed 18 points in the road from 13 away games this season again not it's not that unsurprising because they are in the top half um, after after the divisions have split. The sides recently met on March 3rd uh, and Copenhagen ran out comfortable 3-0 home winners. I'd expect a similar sort of comfortable victory for FC Copenhagen here as they edge towards another Superliga title. The home win for FC Co is 4-7. to seven. Excellent. I take you to a far yeah. front line uh, for mine in the Liga 2. Uh, this is Exeter versus Rochdale. Um, this is so I really fancy Exeter to win this game uh, they're second in the league just now they're still chasing um, to actually win the league they're only they're only five points behind four games to go um, versus a Rochdale team that are just at the, the, the you know the middle of the middle you know they are 15th here you know they're not getting relegated they've got 13 points on the team that are currently in the playoff spot there's also seven playoff there's also seven positions below them between that um, I just think Exeter will win this game they did lose their last game against Tranmere but Tranmere have got the best home form in the league um, Rochdale's away form is rubbish they've lost their last five on the spin um, they've only scored in one of those five uh, which was a 3-1 loss to Leighton Orient but they've lost all the rest of them 1-0 2-0 3-0 um, so I think Exeter will win this game and I think Exeter will win this game I think I'll get my, my two goal payout to be honest. So the odds you're going to get on that three six five or two to three uh, or seven to eleven if you or if six. Yeah. Oh, two to three just sounds so wrong. Yeah. Like Joe, you Joe, you won't be aware of this, right? With the fractional odds not being as big a thing out in the United States. But for some yeah. reason, you never say two to three. Like even though it's a simpler fraction, like you use four to six. What well, it's like Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is. Two to three, four to six. Doesn't matter how you're doing it, but Exeter at whatever price you choose, 
you know, whatever price you want to call it, that's the that's what you're getting on them. So extra to beat Rochdale. So Joey, round us off then. What have you got in the, the charity pick for us? Yeah, so I know I I, I know I said Turkey is probably my uh my spiritual home, I uh, will say for the show. Now I'm gonna bring it to my literal home, uh the US, and I'm in the MLS for Austin FC hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps. And I like both teams to score. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. And you can get that at 1.8-ish. Austin sit second in the, in the Western Conference on 14 points, scoring 17 and conceding seven. While Vancouver sit in 13th on four points, scoring six goals, conceding 14. Five-game form table sees Austin scoring seven goals and conceding six, while Vancouver have picked up three points, scoring six goals, conceding 10. Um, kind of a lot of this is based on how this is starting to unfold this season. Um, and Austin have seen both teams to score in four of seven matches and have conceded in five of their last six, while Vancouver have seen both teams to score in four of their last five. But that's after failing to score in their first two matches of the season where they were held scoreless, nil-nil, and then lost 4-0 away from home in their first away match. Um, but since then, they've managed to score in five straight matches and versus Austin FC, who started the season out scoring five goals in back-to-back home games. So that's not five goals total. That's five goals in the first home game, five goals in the second home game. Since then, they've kind of cooled off a little bit. More, uh, more two goals and three goal games, one goal games, that kind of stuff. But they're also conceding a lot more. Um, looking at who they're conceding against and who they've kept those clean sheets against. One of those two clean sheets this season was against Cincinnati FC when the Cincinnati was away from home, where Cincinnati FC doesn't do anything away from home. So I, I'm going to take that one with a little pinch of salt. Uh, picking up a clean sheet against Minnesota is definitely a good result, but Minnesota are kind of like the draw queens of the MLS where they just love to draw games. So, Gordo, if you're looking for an MLS team to I'm follow, looking for I MLS. That's, that's either my boys, Mi- isn't it? Minnesota yeah. or uh, Nashville would be my recommendations. But in this spot, I, I kind of like the way these teams are trending, um, where Austin are kind of come back, coming back down to earth a little bit. They're, they're showing they are human. They're still pacing this league. They're still doing phenomenal. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning this game. Uh, they're priced at around one to two, which personally, I think that's a little short. but I also don't follow the MLS quite as closely as others. So I'm not going to go looking at one X two markets or who's going to win any of this stuff, but I do like seeing goals. And I I think this is a very good spot for it. Looking at the only two other matches, these sides have played because this is Austin's second season in the league last year, Vancouver won both games home and away two one. It's already there. We're seeing both the score in both of those games. And, kind of piggybacking on that. I wouldn't be surprised if Austin go on and win this. We want to get a little greedier. You, you can tap on a, a second goal there, both to score an over 2.5. I'd imagine that's a little bit over even money, which you want to get a little spicier. But for the sake of the charity bet, I sure hope uh, both teams score sooner rather than later. And this just sails in. Look forward to it. Doing we hope so. That'll be the last leg as well. I think that takes place at 1.30 on Sunday morning, UK time. It so is actually a Saturday game. It uh, should be. Yeah, but, but for, for us, though. For, for us, <laughs> Joey. difference-wise. 1.30 oh, <laughs> in the morning. See, that's, that's right. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, that's yeah. said to UK time, son. That's none of this American time here. Um, oh, then so I'm really ho- showed up five hours late to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, Gordon and I's picks have already come in, and then we can uh, get the goal alerts in the middle of the night. That there's been. Um, you'll you'll hopefully- just wake up to a, both teams to score and just goals, goals galore. I'll be watching baseball at that point, no doubt. Um, I'll be able to. I'll be able to follow it. In re- really? Follow it in real time. Yeah, probably. Um, that's certainly what I plan on doing when this when this podcast. Uh, I want to see how Alex Cobb's getting on for the San Francisco. Dude, I, I well, will say your dedication to, you. to those West Coast games is it's impeccable. Well. I, will, I, will I mean, I'd like to that. see this end because Liverpool or Man United has like twenty five minutes to go, and I could maybe catch it's still some two of nil. it. Yeah, it's still two 0 so. Okay, hey, hey, as long as we're not conceding more. <laughs> so the charity treble uh, works out is three point five to one. Bang on, so that would be forty five quid for a charity. Should we get them all in? That's been the podcast this week. Um, as usual, we'll end the show with just reminding folk we have a Facebook group. A um, couple of hundred people in that sharing their best picks and tips and, and um, what they think might happen. Sports betting-wise for the weekend ahead. And it's not just football. It's a whole host of stuff. And it's a whole um, a very wide and diverse community we have with a lot of different expertise. So do join us on Facebook. Just search Trample Bet Podcast and uh, ask to join the group. And then if you wanted to support us as well and get uh, all the extra content, um, a reminder, we have our Patreon channel. So download the Patreon app on your phone, search Trample Bet Podcast or www.patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet. And it's six quid a month and it really helps us out. A little shout out to Callum Podger in there, who's yeah. a couple of winners in a row there at uh, two, two and a bit to one uh, for under and over corners, which is just a market that I'm bad at doing. I just assume there'll always be like 10 corners in whatever game I'm watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a big shout out to Calum in there who, who had a couple of winners back to back. So yeah, good on him. Awesome. That's been the show. Joey, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I always love coming out oh. and just talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful birthday week. Um, Gordon, oh, good thank to you see so you much. too. And um, we'll see you both this time next week. Happy hunting. Absolutely. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.